<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Good evening. I'm Dr. Tina, and this is Primetime. Welcome. The purge continues. Democrats had a choice. They could have pursued a path of unity, like they've said they would. They could have brought the country together. Coming together after an election is the American way, after all. Soon-to-be President Joe Biden said he would be a president for all people, including those who did not vote for him. But that is not the path they chose. They have chosen to do what almost every government has done throughout history when taking power, and that is to isolate, to re-educate, to cleanse, to silence, to punish. And ABC's news political director, Rick Klein, tweeted this. Trump will be an ex-president in 13 days. The fact, and of course this was a few days ago, the fact is that getting rid of Trump may be the easy part. Cleansing the movement, he commands, is going to be something else, he said. Well, Klein deleted that tweet, so let's pretend that he just never said it, right? Former CIA director John Brennan tweeted, that isn't even enough to revoke your support for President Trump. He said this, he said, total denunciation of a despot's legacy is necessary to eradicate any remaining malignancy. Well, if all those big words don't make sense to you, at least Brennan left his tweet up and didn't delete it. I like when leftists are at least honest about what they're trying to do to our culture. Forbes magazine printed a column from some very smart elitists named Randall Lane. Warned companies not to hire anyone from the Trump administration. This is what he wrote. Let it be known to the business world. If you hire any of Trump's fellow fabulous above, and Forbes will be assuming that everything your company or firm talks about is a lie. You see, it's not just about social media. It's not just the silencing of pro-Trump voices that conservatives have to worry about. The left seeks to destroy the livelihood of anyone associated with President Trump. You're not allowed to your opinion. Right before the show tonight, I heard a story of a 20-year-old who worked on the Trump campaign. He was fired from his brand new job when it was discovered that he had worked to elect the president. It's the sin of sins these days. Hey, listen, you can go out and you can bomb people in a protest. You can loot buildings. You can set things on fire. You can knock over monuments. But if you worked for the president of the United States, this country will take vengeance on you. We'll have this man on the show tomorrow night, so you won't want to miss that. Now, as you know, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says that the president's dangerous rhetoric gives her no other option but to remove him from office because she is, after all, the imperial of all, right? Pelosi has laid out her options. The vice president must choose either to remove the president by declaring him mentally disabled and unable to perform his duties. That's Donald Trump we're talking about. She's calling mentally disabled. Not Joe Biden, mentally disabled. Donald Trump, mentally disabled. You can't make this stuff up. Nancy says she will have no other choice but to impeach yet again, tying up your tax dollars, your elected officials, and your government to do so. She did give President Trump the third option of resigning, but I don't think anyone expects 
that to happen. He's not exactly a quitter. Citizen journalists out there have been compiling video of all the dangerous rhetoric from the past year that has been inciting violence, but it all seems to be coming from the left. Watch this one that popped up on social media today. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. And, you would have uh, been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. There you have it. Now wait, who is being supposedly impeached for inciting violence? And Nancy Pelosi says the president's the one who's been inciting violence. What do you think, though? Here is the end of Trump's speech that she says caused Trump supporters to violently storm the U.S. Capitol. Watch this. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and Patriotically, make your voices heard. Let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I want to thank you all. God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you all for being here. This is First time I've ever seen a president speaking behind bulletproof glass while he talks about peaceably marching to the Capitol. We're going to talk more about all of this coming up. And first, though, I want to go around America to our hosts and correspondents who are on the ground where all of the action is happening because that's what we bring you every single night here on RAV, Real America's Voice. First to Carrie Sheffield in Washington, D.C. Go ahead, Carrie. 
Hey there, Dr. Jean. I want to let your viewers know how they can help and how they can get involved to support the fallen officer on Capitol Hill. Officer Brian Sicknick was killed. He was reportedly hit over the head with a fire extinguisher on Wednesday last week, and he perished on Thursday the next day. There is a fund for him on GoFundMe. For, you can do a search for Officer Brian D. Sicknick Memorial. Make sure that you get the correct one here. Lindsay Taylor is organizing this fundraiser. She worked directly with him, with the Capitol Police officer. She warned people to make sure that you're not giving to a false one. Some people, if you can believe it, sick people are trying to raise money and do false uh, memorial funds here. This is the only fund that is going to support the family here. You can see their goal was $250,000. They've already hit $600,000, which is incredible. We encourage your viewers to, to help here and assist. Again, this is with Officer Officer Brian Sicknick, the Memorial Fund, and uh, just in light of everything that's happened, uh, a chance here to just envelop this family in love and, and give some support here to this, this slain officer. He reportedly was a veteran as well who had served over in Iraq, uh, and reportedly he was actually a Trump supporter as well. And so just giving a chance here for our viewers, again, go to GoFundMe.com. You can search for the Officer Brian D. Sicknick Memorial. Back to you, Dr. Gina. That's really wonderful. I hope that uh, folks are doing the same thing for some of the others killed uh, the other day in the madness. Anyway, thank you so much, Carrie. Now out to Denver to Jessica Rivera at the Real America's Voice headquarters. Jessica, what do you have for us today? Well, Dr. Gina, since the chaos on the Capitol last week, cancel culture, like you mentioned earlier, continues to rear its ugly head once again. The left, liberals, and Democrats continue to blame President Trump and his supporters for the Capitol breaches that took place. And not only has big tech decided to cancel the right, conservatives and Republican voices, but now large companies and other businesses are joining the mob mentality. Companies like Deutsche Bank, Bank of America, AT&T, along with many others, have opted to stop all political donations to Republicans who they say do not respect the rule of law. The PGA has announced they will no longer be holding the PGA Championship in May at one of President Trump's golf courses, and three universities have taken back the honorary degrees they extended to the president. The New York State Bar Association is also pushing for the president's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, to be disbarred for his support of President Trump, with some companies going as so far as to demand money back from any Republicans in Congress who voted to overturn the election results. Dr. Gina, as many of us know, cancel uh, once rights or services are taken away or canceled, they're very rarely given back. And this political censorship looks to be no exception because sadly many Americans think that this is actually okay. These are the same Americans who opened their arms to rioters, looters, and killers that took over our streets for months with cheering and support from Democrat leaders, Hollywood, and many companies. Not to mention world leaders like Germany's Angela Merkel, members of the French government, Norway's left-wing leader, Australia's government, Mexico's government, Russia's Navalny, and Hong Kong, who have changed their Twitter avatars to pictures of President Trump, have all come out against the censorship of our president. Thank you, Jessica. These are certainly, certainly, and I hate using this term again, but it just has to be said, bears repeating unprecedented times. Now over to Joe Weber, the news editor at Just the News. Joe, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Welcome to the show. What are you working on over at Just the News? 
Thanks for having me. I wanted to pick up on something that you started talking about early in your report, and that's the fact that the House Democrats and um, presumably Senate Democrats' efforts to try to impeach President Trump, even pres incoming Democratic President Joe Biden, so concerned about uh, that being a problem that he's actually asked the leaders of the House and Senate if they could split their time between doing legislative policy and the impeachment. Uh, because he says there's you know, major pressing concerns with the economy and the coronavirus. If you take a look back, if you remember 2018, when the Democrats won control of the House from the Republicans, uh, they had an opportunity to do health care reform. They have an opportunity to do in, um, infrastructure. But what did they chose to do? Um, impeachment. So, And you take a look, they got punished in the polls for this in 2020. And they seem to be doing right ag um, again. So that's an interesting dynamic there. Um, a couple other things that's quite interesting. Uh, late breaking this, in this afternoon, FBI came out with a report about the riot on Capitol Hill. Probably haven't seen a report as comprehensive since 9-11. Uh, um, 160 cases. They said they were looking at 100,000 pieces of digital media. Now, the FBI, uh, after the fact, has done a, a very thorough job of trying to find people. But you have to remember, there's there still have a bit of credibility problem here. You know, the question is who knew what before and when, and you know, before even this, with you have situations with um, FBI Director Comey and Deputy Director McCabe, they have they have a bit of credibility problem here. So you know, they're trying to clean that up not only here but over the past four years. So we'll see how this all turns out. Joe, I know you've been investigating all of these, um, you know, various riots and uh, looting incidents. This, of course, at the Capitol is not a looting incident, so I want to, uh, you know, definitely dignify that in a different light. But I know you've been following all of the civil unrest that has happened and the not-so-civil unrest that has happened uh, throughout the year and, and beyond. Um, is the same amount of attention in your estimation and the same amount of taxpayer resources and government resources going into investigating this incident at the Capitol last week as it was uh, into the investigations, for example, of the uh, monument desecration of the looting and burning of our cities and churches in cities uh, over mm -hmm. the Black Lives Matter, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I can only repeat myself. I haven't seen... Uh, a thorough and stunning and comprehensive report of, about data, 160 cases, 70 charges, sedition, conspiracy, excessive force, saying this is tip of the iceberg. Haven't seen a report like that since 9-11, since the planes crashed into the Twin Towers and the Pentagon, uh, where the FBI gave such a comprehensive report and talked about the 24-7 uh, operation that they're, they've um, taken. Fascinating. Thank you so much, Joe. We so much appreciate everything you guys do at Just the News and keeping us yeah. informed of all of this. Thank you. Coming up, President Trump headed out to the border wall today to tout his administration's accomplishment on illegal immigration and border wall construction. Steve Cortez up next to talk about that. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you right after this. Stay tuned. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
Hey, welcome back to Dr. Gina Prime Time. So glad you are with us, by the way. We're going to ride this storm together, and we're all going to be all right. President Trump headed to the southern border today, and he made his first appearance since he was silenced on social media. The president made some comments on the whole social media censorship, which we are all witnessing sort of in awe. Watch this. I've been predicting it for a long time, and people didn't act on it. But I think big tech has made a terrible mistake and very, very bad for our country. And that's leading others to do the same thing. And it causes a lot of problems and a lot of danger. Uh, big mistake. They shouldn't be doing it. But uh, there's always a counter move when they do that. I've never seen such anger as I see right now. And that's a terrible thing. Terrible thing. And you have to always avoid violence. And we have, we have tremendous support. He went on to talk about the Capitol breach. Watch this. So if you read my speech, and many people have done it, and I've seen it both uh, in the papers and in the media, on television, uh, it's been analyzed, and people thought that what I said was totally appropriate. And if you look at what other people have said, politicians at a high level, about the riots during the summer, the horrible riots in Portland and Seattle and various other, other places, that was a real problem, what they said. But they've analyzed my speech and my words and my final paragraph, my final sentence, and everybody to the T thought it was totally appropriate. Now it's hard to tell whether Nancy Pelosi approved of those comments or not. She may decide that he was inciting violence, but it's so odd now that this is the only way that we are allowed to hear from our president now that every online social media outlet has completely canceled and silenced him. Here to discuss Steve Cortez, a senior advisor to Kane. Steve, so good to see you. You've been a trusted confidant of this president. The president headed to the border today. I thought you should have been there personally. I even tweeted that out. I think it was a good idea for him to get out and to talk about his accomplishments because uh, for all intents and purposes, we haven't heard much from Team Trump for the last couple of weeks. Um, I want to hear your take on where we are right now. Well, Gina, first of all, it is fantastic that the president, and, and thank you for your tweet, by the way, it's fantastic that the president went to the border because this is one of his many amazing accomplishments of these four years in office. The fact that we have 450 miles of new formidable walling protecting this country. And he did that in spite of the intransigence, in spite of the obstruction of both the Congress and the courts uh, in cahoots, of course, with corporate media and big tech. He knows that good fences make good neighbors. And we want to lock our front door just as all of us do in our homes, not because we hate those on the outside, but because we love those on the inside. And by the way, Gina, I'm also glad that he went down there to the border. He went to Alamo, Texas, that, not the Alamo. He went to the town of Alamo, Texas, which is on the border. And I'm glad he went there also because it highlights, I hope, for the American people, how well President Trump did in that region all along the U.S.-Mexico border on November 3rd. I think this is really, Gina, one of the great untold stories of the election, in general, how well he did with Hispanic Americans, but particularly how well he did in those border counties. If you go, and I've done this in some of my chalk talks on my social media, if you go from the Gulf of Mexico all the way over to the Pacific Ocean in every single county along that border, the U.S.-Mexico border, he gained dramatically versus 2016. And let me be specific here. He was in Hidalgo County today. He didn't quite win Hidalgo County. However, he did double his raw vote total, almost, uh, 
He went from 48,000 votes to 90,000 votes, and he gained 13% on margin. Very near Hidalgo County in Texas is Zapata County, 86% Hispanic, working-class county. He won Zapata County. He won it by five percentage points. He gained 38% in margin over what he did in 2016. So what we saw in border counties, in Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, even in California, we saw a surge for the president, largely among working class Latinos, people who understand the reality of what a secure border means for our country. And Hispanic Americans rallied to sovereignty, rallied to the America First agenda, and rallied to support the brave agents of Customs and Border Patrol, which is the most Hispanic agency of the federal government. So I thought this was a great day of the president highlighting really significant accomplishments for this country, Gina. It's interesting, Steve. It's as if, uh, you know, the left who likes to talk about a lot about data and science and things like that, like to ignore data and, and, and real facts. Um, but the fact of the matter is a lot of folks who were voting in this last election um, may or may not have been voting based on presidential personality. They were voting on policy. And I know this, and here's how I know this. I lived on the border of Tijuana, Mexico. And I, I knew this and I reported from there for, year, for years. And I can tell you that um, the, the, the immigrants that I knew that lived there, um, they were so thankful for the policies of this president that saved lives every single day along the borders. Right. It's about saving lives. This is real to the people 100%. that live there. So for all the politicization that happened between Democrats and Republicans and all the politicians who want to grab power and votes by using people and lives to do so, the reality is that the people who live on that border know better and they knew that President Trump's policies were saving lives of immigrants, legal immigrants, along that border. Steve, the events of the last few days are meant to erase, though, the great accomplishments of the Trump administration. Uh, the, I guess the question is, um, how short are the memories of Americans? Will Americans forget once social media has begun to sort of erase all of the pro-Trump voices? Because they're doing a good job of it. Almost every Trump supporter I've spoken to in the last several days, anyone who's ever been affiliated with Trump, they're losing jobs, they're losing board positions, uh, they're losing uh, all sorts of things. They've lost, almost all of us, myself included, have lost 30 to 40 percent of followings on various social media platforms, um, at least. And, um, and, uh, and, 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 you know, for me, honestly, you know what I said about this, Steve? For some of us, I'm glad it's finally out in the open because you know what? I've been losing jobs and I've been losing positions and I've been losing board things and, you know, all of this stuff since college for my politics. So at least now they're saying, honestly, we're not going to hire anyone affiliated with conservatism. But how easily erased is all the work of the last four years? Right. Well, listen, I, you know, I hope not because the gains have been so tangible. You know, I, I mentioned how well we did in these border counties. And again, I like to back things with data, unlike the left. Uh, right. I don't like to just sloganeer. Let me give you some data points. You know, you mentioned California um, in Imperial County, California, which is just east of San Diego, between San Diego and Arizona. The president didn't win that county, but he gained 10 percent on margin versus 2016. Right next to Imperial County is Yuma County, Arizona, in the southwest corner of the state. The president did win Yuma County. I think one of the reasons is the wage growth in Yuma County, 
was almost 11%. It was 10.8% year over year, uh, November of 2019 versus November of 2020. That's pretty incredible, Gina, in a year that was largely marred by all the challenges of the China virus. We saw double-digit wage growth in a blue-collar Hispanic county like Yuma County. And those Hispanics intelligently rallied to the president's cause and voted for him. And that's a way of telling you, Gina, I hope and believe that their memories are going to be long because I think there are going to be really tough days ahead, unfortunately, in a Biden presidency. Uh, he will sell this country out once again to China. I fear that wages are going to languish as they did when he was last in the White House as vice president. So I, I believe that the memories will be long. But you're also right that this is a formidable challenge for the country because, let's be honest, uh, what what tech is doing to us right now, the tech tyranny of the oligarchs of Silicon Valley. I don't think it's an exaggeration, Gina, to say uh, that there is a digital iron curtain which is descending upon this country right now. And that's a scary prospect. It should scare every one of us. What we have to do is fight and organize. We have to support shows like yours, networks like yours uh, that can still get the truth unfiltered out to the American people. We have to work. We have to pray. We have to organize. These are tough times. They are, you know, absolutely. And I know a lot of people out there need to be brave. Uh, but this is a time when we are called to be brave, to stand up for our country, for our constitution, for our movement. I would also, though, try to encourage people. The movement is young, and the, the kinds of gains that I'm talking about in those border counties all along the Rio Grande, those kinds of gains give me hope uh, that this movement has a lot of room to go. We're going to take the House back in 2022. I think President Trump will be key in that. And then in 2024, whether it's President Trump himself, and I hope it is, or some other America First candidate, we will then retake the White House with a real America first, not not a Paul Ryan Republican majority, but with a real America first Republican majority in the House and hopefully the Senate as well. You call it a digital iron curtain. I've heard the term civil cold war. I don't think either of those things are an exaggeration at this point. Unfortunately, Steve, I'd like to believe they were. I hope it doesn't turn into a hot war because that's the scariest thought of all for me, especially as a mother of uh, military aged boys. I don't want to see anything happen like that. Uh, nobody wants to see violence and certainly no one in this movement wants to see violence. And I think it's ridiculous to insinuate otherwise when we're the ones who've been fighting socialism from the get go for exactly that reason. And it makes me crazy. But my 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 what I'm hearing, Steve, is that we are we are seeing people from my friends who, uh, you know, many of them are immigrants right there on the border. And I'm hearing that once again, we are seeing lines of, of uh, illegals uh, lining up at the border, waiting to come across to take free stuff from taxpayers, because that's just how that works out. Now, you know, interestingly, President Trump had forged, and this is not very spoken about, but President, President Trump had actually forged a pretty decent relationship with Mexico, which right. everyone said couldn't be done, but he right. did it, just like so many things that he did. Um, here's the interesting thing, though. You mentioned the jobs that were created for immigrants. I think this is a really important and, again, unspoken point that you've driven home again and again, and I've tried to. Um, how interesting, though, is it that when we look at the donations to corporate America and what corporate America is doing now to try and completely cancel not just President Trump, but anyone who ever was affiliated with President Trump, 
um, any certainly any congressional members who might want donations or anything like that. Um, you look at the corporate culture who we hear, you know, the Chamber of Commerce and so far, uh, so forth. They are always, you know, looking out for the um, the immigrant who wants to work. Right? We hear that all the time. But President Trump did so much for that immigrant, and he 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 created so many jobs for them, and and he got their vote, and he won them over like no president before him. And so it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that corporate America is so opposed to him. Why, Steve? Well, look, here's the reality. When it comes to big business, right, we we need to be, I think, the movement and the party of small business, of entrepreneurs, of mom and pop and Main Street, not Wall Street and massive multinational corporations. When it comes to mega corporations, unfortunately, here's the reality. What do they want? They want cheap labor. Uh, most of that is overseas, right? So they want labor in China to supplant labor in the American heartland. They actually like and prefer terrible trade deals that prioritize China and other countries instead of of American workers. That's why they've been so adamantly opposed to President Trump. And to your point, too, about legal immigrants, this is this is so critical. Uh, the people who I think should be and are often most offended by tolerating porous borders and by tolerating illegality and migration are legal immigrants, people like my father who came here and did it the right way, who waited in line in an often time-consuming and very expensive process to become a legal American. Also those people like my father, tens of millions of people in America who came from Latin America, they did not come here, Gina, to replicate the problems of Latin America, to replicate socialism and corruption and danger in the streets. That is exactly, though, what Joe Biden, unfortunately, portends for this country. And that's particularly what his open borders policies, and he won't use that phrase, but that's the reality of what mm -hmm. he is proposing. That's what his open borders policies would bring to the United States. Instead, In other words, to put it another way, Gina, instead of bringing in the most ambitious and the best and brightest immigrants, legal immigrants of Latin America, which is something our country mm -hmm. has done really, really well, instead of that, we would bring in the problems of Latin America and make the United States essentially um, an extension of Latin America. And that's exactly what none of us want, including legal immigrants from Latin America. Including them, most of all them. So regressive, yes. so absolutely regressive by the party that calls themselves progressive. Steve Cortez, thanks for all your hard work and thank you so much for being on. Let's have you on again soon. All right, it is time for a new segment that we will be doing very regularly because we have entered a new era, and this is the cancel culture. Now, we know about social media cancellation, but it's so much worse than that. The left wants to cancel the entire lives and livelihood of Trump and his supporters. That might be you. Blacklists are being made of people who worked in the Trump administration, Trump campaign workers, and just plain old Trump supporters. And you know what? Even if you're not a Trump supporter, someday this could be about you, depending on who you support and if that's politically popular at the moment. But what about the voice of the minority? Several big corporations are saying they will not donate to anyone who has objected to the electoral vote count. Some are even asking for their donations to be refunded from the last election cycle. Folks, that money spent. And the list of corporations doing this is growing every day. Shopping sites and payment processing platforms refusing to process payments for Trump merchandise. Some banks are even saying they won't allow anyone associated with the Trump campaign to have a bank account. We're going back to sixth grade here, folks. Real America's Voice contributor Tom Borelli with us now to discuss. Tom, the corporate oligarchs have so much power 
it's 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 scary tom because you know in some ways it feels more oppressive than some of the countries that we have forever referred to as communist oppressors no you're absolutely right dr gina what we're really seeing right now is really almost a merger between big government in other words democrats government and big corporations and there's a tremendous amount of money power and influence when you merge those two huge institutions together and it's almost like the old feudal system where you have a king which which will be Biden and then you have these knights around the round table which will be all these corporate CEOs and we the people all the serfs this is where we're heading and what the American people one need to a understand that and b find out ways the in which we can push back against these big corporate entities because just as Steve Cortez said big companies they like lousy trade deals they like cheap labor they like the ability really it's all monopolies as well when you get into it because they don't like competition so if you have these huge companies they can use the force of government to make it very expensive for competitors to come in and challenge them this is the situation that we're facing today I honestly Tom I can't decide how I feel about this because I on the one hand I'm appalled that like they're making announcements like this on the other hand I myself have been discriminated against since my undergrad, I think is the first time I remember being uh, discriminated against for my politics and for my views. And so a part of me is almost glad that they're saying what they're saying. I've had a credit card canceled based on my politics when I checked into a Trump property. Um, you know, I've, 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 dealt, I've been canceled from airlines for my opinion of, of, of politics. So a part of me almost thinks, you know what, finally they're admitting who they really are. They've been doing this forever. Now they're just saying they're doing it. I'm not sure, Tom, we're in a worse situation because at least when the perpetrator identifies himself and steps out of the shadow, you know, you know, where, the, where, the, you know, you know where the point of contact is, right? But in the, in the olden days, in the feudal age, as you mentioned, Tom, you know, there was a civility you know, there, were, there, was a, there was a genteelness. There, there, you know, they didn't F-bomb you and hold your president's head on, on, a, on a hand, you know, decapitated like that. Like, there is, there is no humanness left in this, Tom. Where do we go from here? No, you're, you're right, Dr. Gina. There is uh, there's an anger on the other side, and they're looking really for vengeance. They're going after President Trump and anyone who ever supported him. And to your other point, it's really good that now this is being... Uh, surfaced that the American people can really see what the agenda is and it's about time that the American people want recognize it and then start to establish mechanisms to fight back against this new kind of corporatism because this is yeah. what we're facing these days and it's really important for people to you know watch our our network real America's voice your show because we're the only ones talking about this and talk about knowledge about 15 years ago I co-managed a mutual fund that was a shareholder activist mutual fund to attack corporate power because they were trying to get uh, market share by using big government. So I was 15 mm -hmm. years ahead of the time, but the same issue, then a lot of people didn't recognize the problem. Now we know the problem and we have to rally around and pick a few corporate targets and go after the CEOs with you know lawsuits and, and communicate against them. And I think Twitter is a pretty good good target for uh, some sort of effort along those lines. Well, there are a lot of them. 
uh, Tom Morley, I have to thank you. Thank you also for introducing me to CloudHub because if I were on CloudHub, I don't know how the heck I'd be communicating today since all social media platforms besides CloudHub, who owns most of their own technology, uh, seem to be down. So thank you so much, Tom Morelli. Members of Congress are being targeted not by Trump supporters, but by anti-Trump forces who want to want any congressman who didn't accept the election results. They're going to target them. We have two former congressmen coming up next, so stick around. We're Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Glad you're with us. The cancel culture coming to Congress. Members of Congress who oppose the election results are now being targeted. Democrats say they need to resign because they somehow caused violence by asking too many questions about the election. And some corporations are asking for their donations back from lawmakers who objected to the election results. Here with me now, former Congresswoman Dr. Nan Hayworth. Dr. Hayworth, great to see you. Members of Congress who ask questions, questions about election integrity being smeared. They're being pressured to resign now, ask for a refund of their campaign donations from big corporations. How would you handle this if you were one of them right now? Well, you know, uh, Dr. Gina, uh, thank you for uh, inviting me. Uh, and I made some enemies uh, when I was in office because I wouldn't go along uh, with some fairly uh, powerful players. So I would hope I would uh, stand for what I believe in now. And what I believe in now is that we should celebrate President Trump's many accomplishments. Uh, he did more for uh, keeping the promises of the Republican agenda uh, than any Republican president in recent memory, to say the least. Uh, and now is the time for us as a party to be appreciative, to unite, to move forward uh, in behalf of our principles, and to know strategically uh, that the Democrats with whom we must work and you know, always make our arguments from the standpoint of uh, trying to bring everybody in and bring everybody together. But uh, we will be the loyal opposition, loyal to the country, opposed to bad policy. Know that the Democrats strategically uh, rejoice every time a Republican uh, goes against President Trump. This, this, this is not hard to figure out. I would have been standing with President Trump uh, Dr. Gina, I would have been celebrating his accomplishments and, and knowing that uh, on that basis with those strengths uh, to build on, we move forward. Yeah. Well, they'll say that you are a cult member and um, that you are a fascist for that. Um, and I know that, um, you know, if you look just at the definition of those words, it doesn't make sense even on your face. And if you have ever took a history course, it really doesn't make sense. If you know the first thing about government and how it works. But here's the question, Nan. They're doing everything they can to try to smear this president to the point where he can't run again in 2024. They want to have the say on who the next 
Republican nominee is in 2024. Will they be successful? You know, uh, we're in a new era, uh, Dr. Gina. That's uh, what it amounts to. Uh, We are uh, in a new era of corporate activism. And Mm -hmm. it, it is frightening to contemplate how much uh, wealth and power uh, these these giants have, especially in tech world. But, you know, tech finance, they can really, really uh, hurt a lot of Americans. Uh, and they can hurt a lot, a lot of Americans, not only by overt discrimination, but by whom they support or fail to support. And what I've been calling for over the past couple of days is really that voluntarily, because I, I really don't believe in campaign finance, uh, restrictions per se. I do think it's unconstitutional. I think the uh, court was right in Citizens United, but voluntarily, uh, all big businesses, corporations should get out of the business of making political contributions. If they want to yeah. argue in a nonpartisan way about specific policies or pieces of legislation, by all yeah. means do, but stop yeah. political contributions. All right, Dr. Dan Hayworth, thank you so much for being with us. Coming up, Sleepy Joe Biden slept through the riots and violence of the summer caused by BLM and Antifa, but someone has gotten Sleepy Joe out of bed, woken him up. We're going to talk about this coming up next. Stay right here, Dr. Gina Primetime, coming back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back. Dr. Gina Primetime right here. Others might copy it, but they can't completely do it right. Facebook and Instagram are cracking down more than ever. So we got to have fun with all this, right, folks? I mean, if you can't laugh, you're going to go crazy. So my absolute doctor's orders, and this is really short tonight, just be sure and laugh. Anyway, they are, as you know, eliminating all of your posts that include the phrase, stop the steal. So that means that approximately my last 300 posts or so are gone, along with so many of my followers. And not only that, they're removing the people that I follow, which I find particularly interesting. Here with me to discuss someone else who is getting censored a lot on social media, radio talk show host, and my good friend, Andrea Kay. Andrea, so good to see you uh, there from commie country in California. The Democrats, Andrea, said that the 2016 election was uh, was uh, stolen, and their posts are still up, by the way, from four years ago, calling the president illegitimate. But we're not allowed to do that. And uh, they called the president illegitimate for four whole entire years. But we're not allowed to even ask a question, not a question, Andrea, about this last election. Um, you know, and then, and then you think about the hypocrisy. But here's my question for you, I guess. I'm really almost to a point where I'm finding this, um, this stance that the left is taking, whether it's the big tech or it's the, the social media platforms that have been bigoted against uh, conservatives forever, um, I'm almost finding it refreshing because we all know that you've been shadow banned, I've been shadow banned, we've all been shadow banned from forever. Um, we all know that we had to work harder than anyone else to gain follows and then when we did gain follows, um, you know, they would take them away, they would unfollow my friends, they would block people like you uh, when you would retweet me or something, I couldn't see it, things like that. 
Um, this has been going on forever. Not to mention, you know, canceling of many of our credit cards. I have several friends who were all canceled by the same credit card I was canceled by right after the 2016 election. All of us worked for the president's campaign in 2016. Um, I have um, many friends who have been uh, discriminated against by banks, by corporate heads, by universities. The list goes on and on, Andrea. Is it yeah. a good thing or a bad thing that they're finally saying, hey, guess what? We're going to discriminate against conservatives so we can now go, okay, look, they said it, and now we know how to fight. Well, right. Well, everything that President Trump has done, I feel like in many ways that he's accomplished about as much as he could accomplish being an outsider coming in facing two opposition parties. And I think that his greatest accomplishment has been to completely expose the depth and the width of the deep state. And that actually even includes both parties. You know, I don't think that any of us, we saw Laura Loomer, we saw Milo, we saw others being deplatformed, and then we saw hearings on the Hill and the Republican Party, you know, was going to do something to stop it. And it's just been a lot of talk. And now here we are at the end of four years, and man, everything that the Democrats have been wanting to do to silence us to stop this MAGA movement is here. And it, but you're right, you're one of the only people who's pointed it out. It actually provides a great opportunity if the Republican Party and maybe even if President Trump wants to do something about it. I have an idea, Dr. Gina, and I would love your uh, your feedback on this. I wonder what would happen if President Trump were to sign an executive order making it illegal to discriminate against customers and employees, etc., um, on behalf of politics for your political views, or maybe even make it a hate crime to attack somebody simply for their politics. It would force the Republicans to either step up and support free speech or go against it, which exposes that would further expose them. And it would put it would really pin Joe Biden and the Democrats in a box. It really would. I think it's interesting, and I think that would be a great idea. Um, I, because I don't see, you know, it's not like some of the boxes people want to put us in, whether it's based on skin color or gender or some of those things, that you and I don't want to be put in those boxes. Um, and most people that are intelligent people and want to be judged on their merit don't want to be used and put in those boxes. Um, but your political views are a different thing. And, and I agree with you. I think that's not a bad idea. Um, you brought up that the president had to run the entire four years against the parties, two parties, you said. Not one, not Democrats, you said two parties. Great point. Uh, during this last election, especially during the Senate races in Georgia, uh, Ron, Ron McDaniel and her GOP were on vacation at Amelia Island uh, sipping umbrella drinks, as uh, some of my guests pointed to. Um, I find that particularly interesting, and I find it especially interesting that my own husband, this is not hearsay, my own husband went to the voting site where the Senate races were being counted, right? The ballots were being counted. And he himself witnessed there was not a single, not a single person from the Republican Party there witnessing, not a single delegate of any kind, no one. There was him, uh, there was, I think, two other people, and one of them was my own reporter who was there. Um, and so, so in th when you look at that and, you, and you, you wonder what all this president was really up against, I mean, we knew, you know, he, he had the Mitt Romneys and those folks against him, right? And, the, and we knew the Karl Rove and his little fake, uh, you know, soiree about, oh, I'm with him for the moment. No, you were getting a paycheck, Karl Rove, and we all know it, and we could all call it. And that's the reason why the American public has turned the way they have. But, but when you really look at the GOP itself, was he working against them the whole time? And if so, Andrea, what's the answer to that? 
Well, that's a really good question. You know, I shared uh, John Loudon's video on my Facebook. I don't think I would be allowed to share that today, by the way. I also shared a post Probably by Heather Mullins about what, she, about what she witnessed. And let me tell yeah. you, my followers and my listeners, because I talked about it on my show as well, they were like, you've got to be kidding me. Their mouths hit the floor. They actually thought yeah. that the GOP was actually going to do something to stop the fraud. And then they wonder why Georgia voters who have been screaming for two months, you want us to come back? You, Republican right. Party, are the ones who are in charge in Georgia. You were allowed our votes to be stolen in November. You left the same fraud machine in place. And then, but yet right. you expect us to show up. And then, of course, when they don't show up, what does the Republican Party do in response? They go, oh, gee, those Georgia voters, they just must have gone commie. They just must want well, to elect. Let's go on vacation. Congress. Right. <laughs> let's go on vacation. vacation. That's a great and, idea. And think, During the entire election. Yeah. In the recount, by the way, in, the, in, the, in all the court cases and the legislative proceedings and the rally and all that, they were on vacation. It's crazy. All right, uh, Andrea, I want you to go with me here because we're going to check out this uh, something we do on the show here every day. It's called our Meme of the Day. Now we see old Sleepy Joe sleeping, indeed, through all the summer riots, but he suddenly wakes up to condemn the Capitol breach. Andrea, poor old Sleepy Joe, doesn't really know what's going on, does he? Well, no, he doesn't. But, you know, he doesn't need to know what's going on because he's never going to actually do anything when he gets into the Oval. You know, he's going to be kind of like that older gentleman I used to see in my neighborhood where somebody would wheel him out in the wheelchair into the sunshine on the sidewalk for a couple hours, and then they'd bring him back inside. That's what they're going to do with Joe. They're going to bring him yep. into the Oval Office, sit him behind the desk with a pen, and Kamala Harris is going to make him sign whatever she wants, and then they're going to wheel him out. Um, Which but is terrifying it, because also, the Democrat Party didn't even want Kamala Harris. And so here we go. <laughs> and that's who's going to be the acting president, I guess. Andrea Kay, thank you so much. I'm sorry we're short on time, but thank you for joining me tonight. And we'll have you back on again soon. And thanks, of course, to all of you for joining me tonight. Everyone here, welcome to your new home for Real News, Real America's Voice. I want you to tell your friends, RAV TV. Don't forget, stay tuned for Live from Studio 6B. It's up, it's up next with Damon and his whole crew. And here's my instructions for your life. Go hug your children, love your God, you go boldly now, and you live the truth. Good night, everybody.